Today's show is brought to you by the Popcorn Shop, where gourmet taste pops. Pops, 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 pops. With three locations to serve you, Emerald Isle, Goldsboro, and Mebane, North Carolina. If you're not local, no problem. Pop on over to the, the Popcorn Shop. The popcorn-shoppe.com for global shipping. The Popcorn Shop where gourmet taste pops. And I'm not going to mention how Tico ate my popcorn again. Yeah, let's not tell that again. Okay, thanks. Maybe next time I won't mention it at all. I didn't eat any popcorn. You ate my popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Hey, yo, Big BSF, Big Griselda, the butcher and his motherfucker, straight to tape podcast. You know what it is. I'm only fucking with the real. Ah, Let's go. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's straight to tape. My name is C. Perry Elysia II, one third of podcasting's treacherous three. First, the comedian Tico. What's up, Tico? Well, you know, people talk about it. I live it every day. Every day. Every day. That's what's up. Uh, and uh, the quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y, she's on assignment right now. Okay, yes. she'll be back, she'll be back. But as always, as always, we are joined by our social media assassin, Rob Barron. What is up, dude? Man, I'm in the building, aka R. Barron Rude. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, you, now you say that, man. I, I, you know, I. Um, on a side note, I've uh, changed my uh, performance name for uh, the Wild and Out joint. And, and let's go. Drop it on us. Drop it on I'm us. About to drop man. it on you right now. Drop it on us. Let's go. So, from from this day forth on Wild and Out, you shall call me Tico de Gallo. I love it. I yeah. love it. I yeah. love that. Tico de Gallo. That's dope. Tico that de Gallo. That's dope. That's what's up. I love that. Now, subscribe to our podcast so you can be first in line to receive the latest shows and updates. Catch Straight to Tape on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and we are Apple Podcast certified. Man, everybody put your put your iPhones up in the air, man. You know what I'm saying? iPhones <laughs> up in the air, man. <laughs> I'll be damned. I'm sorry, man. I, 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 and I'm not really an iPhone snob. Yeah, you are. Oh, yes, you yes, are. Yes, 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 you are. Yes, you are. Yes, I remember are. a time when yes, I, I remember a time that me and Quake mm-hmm. had got into. I'm sorry, Rob. Had got into a uh, same thing. Into Pretty a. Discussion. I can't say that it was heated, but it was a discussion because I'm an Android phone dude all day, every day. Every day. So me and Rob been going back and forth about, you know, iPhones, you can't get viruses and blah, blah, blah. I said, but yeah, but I ain't got to pay for my fucking damn storage. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was like, well, you got such, 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 blah, 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 blah. I said, but yeah, but I can download music for free. <laughs> we had going back and forth, back and forth. And so he was like a hardcore iPhone dude. And then all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden, mm, you remember that happened too. to you all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I popped up with the Samsung. They popped up with a damn Samsung mm-hmm. Galaxy joint. S4. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. And yeah. he loved that motherfucker to the damn, uh, what you call hey. the pin, to the pin so work. <laughs> let, me, let, me my, my, let me tell you my story. So, yeah, I was, I was a, I have no brand loyalty, first of all. That, that's, that, let's get that out of right. Uh, yeah, Zero man. brand loyalty. I'll, I'll turn coat in a heartbeat. I had a Blackberry. <laughs> I had a BlackBerry Curve, which was the I best got, phone ever. Ever, which, which ever. Was the best, but BlackBerry ever. was one of the best ever. phones ever, yo. Until I got that iPhone 3G, yep. and and you couldn't tell me nothing. And then I traded the iPhone 3G in and got the iPhone 4S. Couldn't tell me nothing. Then I got bored with iPhone, and I traded that in and got a Samsung Galaxy S4. And I was and I was Android for like six years. Yep. So mm-hmm. I got a, a Galaxy S4. Then I got the Note 5, I believe, after that. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. right. So I got the Note. You couldn't tell me, Jack. <laughs> that Note 5 was the best was phone the best I had phone. ever, yeah. that yeah. I, had, ever yeah, had, I think. Then I, I messed it up in Florida. I, I, I destroyed it by accident. Um, I was in Florida at my son's. Uh, they, they were playing for the national championship and uh, his football team. And I messed my dad on phone up. And I was forced to... Settle for and I, and I and forced I, to settle for. Uh-huh. So listen, so listen, I didn't have insurance on my Note Five because I was the, I'm the type of dude, you know, I'm trying to minimize my costs and stuff. I take care of my stuff. Okay, I, you know, what I'm saying my stuff. I don't drop my stuff hardly. You know, it gets no scratches. I'm not one of them broken screen people. Shut I didn't up. have insurance. <laughs> I didn't have insurance on it, right? <laughs> so uh, I was when I messed it up in Florida. I was forced to get a. a a LG stylo or, or, or something like that. And it was trash. It was trash. They only take good pictures. Right. Yeah, it it really was trash. Do. They really do. And after that, I got the uh, Samsung Galaxy S7. Then I got the Samsung Galaxy Note 8. And now I have the iPhone XS Max. And I'm going to tell you some stuff, man. I'm going to be honest with you. There are some things I miss about my Android. Like, for real. Like, I had the ability to... Cause I'm I'm kind of old fashioned. You know how people stream all of their music now and stuff. And one thing that 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 me and Tico and DP used to always do is keep all these music files on our phone. I could go on YouTube and you know find a song I hadn't heard in 20 years and download that joint and rip it into an MP3 file and store it on my phone. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And from there I could do what I wanted to do with it. I could put it on my computer. I could put it on my uh, my uh, removable drive, you know, my removable storage on the, on the phone. I could do what I want. You can't do that with iPhone. Now, certain things that iPhones can do that I really appreciate. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about that. But that's that's my little story. I have zero brand loyalty. Uh, I'll turn on I, man. If 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 Android come out with some heat, I'll turn on iPhone again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Galaxy Ten, man. That Galaxy Note Ten is about to be the, yeah, the, it the is. shit, yeah, yo. It I heard it's yeah, about it to be is. the shit. I heard. Yeah, it is. All right, go well, look. Social media wise, uh, like, follow, and share us on social media. Of course, at Twitter S two T on the air, uh, and on IG straight to tape. And like our Facebook page. Damn it, like our Facebook page straight to tape. Let's go. And thank you for all the traffic we've been getting lately. I love y'all. We love y'all. Okay. Uh, yo, 
We are not alone in the studio today. We have a returning guest, okay? Uh, you can catch him on the Look A House comedy show on 96.3 The Oak. Check out his special on Amazon Prime, Ghetto Rachi. It is Mr. Ghetto Rachi himself, <laughs> Dink Kearney. What's up? Hey, thanks for having me again, man. It's a live podcast, bro. Live podcast. Love it. Nah, man. Thank you for joining us again. Love it, man. I I love everything y'all doing, man. Y'all got a um, great platform. You know, so I definitely want to do my part to help out. You know, known known Tico forever. Met y'all. Y'all good people. So, um... I'm glad to be here, man. You know, yeah, man. We look. We appreciate the support. Yeah. We're happy that you are back in the studio with us. Absolutely, man. I can yeah. be real on this thing, man. I mean, you know, I'm real on other show, but you yeah. know, you can see a little bit more here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have we don't have to worry about the FCC here. Yeah, not worry about the FCC. FCC. Yeah, and this. Yeah, I, I like. I'm glad y'all asked me to come back, man. I, you know, anytime. I just. I like the atmosphere, man. So. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Okay, so we gonna get started with, of course. Uh, you know them things we ain't gonna talk about them topics that are going on in the world today that you know we just don't want to talk about it we ain't gonna talk about it we ain't gonna talk about it you know what i mean so first up what do we have that we ain't gonna talk about okay full disclosure all right we are recording on saturday august the 10th okay so when you hear this there might be some more information that has come out but this is how we feel about it right motherfucking now right motherfucking now thank you thank you thank you uh jeffrey epstein the jailed multi-millionaire financier accused sex trafficker was found dead in his cell today this morning uh, of an apparent suicide well i don't want to talk about how i think that's some real sketchy shit yeah i really do i really do um um he was already on suicide watch when he got in there well yes i mean he uh, well he a couple of weeks ago okay uh he was found beaten up in his cell and they put him on suicide watch okay and one thing that i saw that was revealed today he's been off suicide watch for the past week hmm mighty convenient i think so as well very 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 much so i mean you know it's like um if you watch these television shows and you watch these movies and such, uh, you know, art imitates life. And um, me, personally, I think that due to the simple fact that he he knows names, mm-hmm. he knows people, that, that the powers to be had something to do with that. And speaking of knowing names, okay, I mean, it's, and it's mad, it's mad convenient, all right? Uh, yesterday in a um, civil case that's against him. Okay, uh, some of the uh, you know you know some of the uh, paperwork from that um, civil case. Okay, uh, was revealed and opened up to the public. Okay, and some of the names that came out in that. Okay, were very very interesting. Like uh, former uh, governor of the state of New Mexico and former a cabinet member in the Bill Clinton presidency. Bill Richardson was one of those names. Mm. Former Senator uh, George Mitchell, okay? Incredibly influential Senator 
Bill Mitchell. His name was, you know, his name appeared as well. Okay, and then of course, you know, the one of the uh, two of the names that's been appearing the whole time, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, famous lawyer Alan Dershowitz mm-hmm. and um, Prince Andrew. Okay, those names also appeared as well. Now, Bill Richardson has, of course, released his, uh, you know, sent out a release stating, you know, he's, you know, he was denying, you know, those allegations. Also, George Mitchell has denied those allegations as well. Dershowitz has been denying those allegations from the, you know, from the beginning. Okay, so, but yeah, it's extremely, extremely, extremely suspicious that. the Epstein committed suicide right after this comes out, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things that could, um, that can make a man, you know, uh, just, just be honest, you know what I'm saying? Not to just play devil's advocate, but hey, fuck it. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Let's be honest. Motherfucker's not built for prison. It is very right. true. And right. a motherfucker beat your ass and you're going to get constantly beat the fuck down. You know, and you're probably going to get fucked in the ass. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you can't take it, you know what I'm saying, then that's his probably his way out. But at the same token, the timeline exactly. that things happen to pop off are very, very suspicious, yo. Right. Very a suspicious, yo. It makes it look like to me that there's a, a an unseen hand. Mm-hmm. That is uh, behind the fact that he just turned up dead. You, you understand Most what I'm saying? I mean, I mean this was like one of the biggest like trafficking joints. Like that was, you know, that that was that they busted, right? Yeah. And, and and just to throw something else out there, okay? I mean, the jail that he was in was a jail that was run by the Department of Justice. Mm. Okay, all right. The Department of Justice, who is currently being ran, you know, being run by Attorney General William Barr. Okay, who, you know, let's be honest. All right. He, you know, since he took over, he hasn't been running the Department of Justice as an attorney general looking for justice or an attorney general that has, you know, you know, that is concentrating on the Department of Justice. He is running this as if he is the personal lawyer of the president of the United States. Mm, Fascinating, bro. Yeah, man. I think, uh, like I said, there's an unseen hand, uh, you know, I, I, I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm not Mr. Conspiracy all the time, but uh, at the same time, uh, it's, it's just mighty suspicious, man. And it, it reminds me of The Godfather 2 when, when uh, Tom Hagen visited uh, Frank Pentangeli in prison and he so smoothly... So very smoothly, like if you weren't paying attention to this exchange, you would miss it. But he so smoothly told Frank Pentangeli to kill himself. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's almost like, you know, I feel like somebody got to this dude and said, "Bruh, you can either quit, or we, we we can fire you, or you can resign." And you know what I'm saying? We can kill you. Or you could just take care of it your damn self. I mean, because let's keep it real. You know, the 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 names that came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, they ain't the only motherfucking name. Precisely, precisely. Yeah, they um, you know, you're connected to the Clintons. So anybody's connected to the Clintons they ain't up dead. Facts. Yeah. And um, I was waiting for somebody to bring up that. Yeah, name. anybody can. Yeah, you do something. Yeah, so um, they I believe they had them killed. I'm all in conspiracy. They had them killed. And that's 
that's why he, they, they want no suicide. That dude killed. He had too much dirt on um on, fam- on too many powerful people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I, why he's going. I mean, you, you look at, think about it. <laughs> All of a sudden, he dies now. Exactly. Names start popping up. Exactly. They had him killed. Yeah. I'm telling you, anybody connected to the Clintons, they gone. Yeah. And, and you oh, can yeah. look that up. Yeah. And you making mm-hmm. and you making a comparison to um, you know, to the Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jude. Uh, Pick an episode of Scandal, nigga. Pick right. an episode of right, Scandal, right. okay? And this is exactly what this feels like. Uh, this isn't the end of it, okay? I know there's still going to be civil suits, all right? I'm ex- I'm actually expecting a suit from the estate of uh, of Epstein, you know, for letting this happen, all right? right. So we trust me trust me ladies and gentlemen we haven't heard the end of this motherfucker at all yeah exactly just like you look at um bill cosby Mm -hmm. you try to take yourself out why is that whenever you have the major players or something and somebody started talking that can bring down and and corrupt the system Mm -hmm. you out of here it was um I remember I remember reading this. Well, I didn't really read it. I watched it on uh, Discovery Channel about the mob back mm-hmm. in the fifties. They called this dude the Singing Canary. Mm-hmm. He was about to snitch on everybody in the mob. He mm-hmm. was locked up in New York. Mm-hmm. Next day they threw him out. He found him. I guess he supposed to committed suicide by jumping out the window. But you know we all know he was thrown out the window because he was about to rat on the mob. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened here. I just you think about it. This dude he he knew. When stuff started unfolding about who was involved with what he was doing, and then he show up dead, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that just don't make that just don't add up. Exactly, exactly. Now, another thing we ain't gonna talk about. All right, uh, looks like it was announced yesterday that after uh, months of uh, you know back and forth uh, negotiations between uh, you know. Uh, one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time, De La Soul, and their label, Tommy Boy Records, in regards to their, you know, back catalog. Well, it looks like they have reached an impasse. Uh, I saw this, uh, saw this uh, uh, post from De La Soul about life after Tommy Boy. So it looks like they could not work out a deal. In regards to their uh, back catalog, you know, Tommy Boy had planned on, you know, re-releasing a lot of their, a uh, lot of the uh, catalog of uh, De La Soul, which has not hit uh, streaming services. They haven't been a part of the streaming service revolution since the streaming service revolution started. They haven't been making money off of their back catalog, okay? Uh, because, you know, Tommy Boy uh, wanted to follow the same deal that they signed as teenagers back in 1989 and at this point right now you know it's it's at an impasse you know tommy boy can do what they want with the with the catalog yet de la soul is not going to make any money off of that shit yo and that that's that's really sad man um you know when you think about it because it's it's actually hard finding daylight music now. Exactly, unless you know what I mean. The, unless it's the new stuff, which right. is dope. But if you want to go back and get Three Feet High and Rising or uh, Daylight Soul is Dead, yeah, 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 Balloon Mind State, you know, which were three, in my opinion, three classic hip hop albums. Man, N- nigga, steak is stakes is high, nigga. And stakes is high. high. Stakes is high. You know, yeah, that was like mid nineties right mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? 
that four, those are four fantastic albums in the entire you know pantheon of hip hop that you damn near can't find because of this whole thing with uh with Tommy Boy man and it is doing fans a, a a a disservice man and you don't you know you don't necessarily you know we were talking about uh you know jacking music from from YouTube and turning it into MP3s man but you know a lot of that stuff you, you know uh it's not the it's different from having the the continuous flow of exactly. the entire album you know what i'm saying instead of having a whole bunch of songs pieced together cuz like if you listen to De La Soul is Dead, it plays like a daggone movie almost, yes, exactly. man. And that exactly. was Prince Paul's style. Like if you, you know, Prince Paul, um, his two albums, he put, I think he put out two uh, albums on his own. Mm-hmm. They were just like movies, like you were listening to a cinematic uh, uh, project. You know what I mean? Soul Assassin. Was a soul assassin? Mm-hmm. Was, was, was that the one with uh, what he did? The, it was like a play. It was like a. It was like a. It's uh, almost like a musical. Like, like a, a musical. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't called Soul Assassin. Sure I, can't soul read, assassin I, I can't remember. Sure? Na- I can't remember the name of it. Motherfuckers, we got Google. Man. Google that yeah, shit. Yeah, Prince Paul. Uh, Prince Paul. Uh, that was his style. So De La yeah. Soul is dead. He, you know, he produced the bulk of that. Did he not? Or uh, he produced the oh, majority yeah, he did, of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So and he was exec- If I remember correctly, he was also executive producer for the first two albums. Yeah, man. De La Soul is dead, man. I think that might be my favorite. It's a toss up between that and Balloon Mind State, man. But I mean, any anyway, it's just it's it's doing fans a disservice. You cannot. It's, it's like you can't find any De La music uh, outside of the the brand new stuff and some of that stuff they put out on their own, yeah. like you know, distributed that for free. You know, um, on the internet, didn't yeah. did they not? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. And and this this look, this has been Tommy Boy's mo. Okay, I mean, De La Soul is not the only artist that they have that they have fought with in regards to the back catalog because Noriega went through the exact same thing. Okay, mm. the exact same thing. It's one thing that Noriega talks about on Drink Champs. Shouts out to Noriega. Right. You know, shouts out to D- DJ uh, FN. You know. So, yeah, man. I heard. I didn't. I heard that Jay Z might buy the catalog of De La Soul. Now I hope that does happen because I mean, one that would be dope, and two, they would get a better deal. Okay, mm-hmm. they will automatically get a better deal, right? You know. Yeah. So I mean, uh, if that happens, I mean, you know that that would be that would be great. Um, but because uh, this thing with Tom Tommy Boy is going nowhere fast. This thing with Tommy Boy is some bullshit. You know? Yeah, basically. So you know, um, I mean, I hope De La Soul can can get that that whole thing uh, resolved, man. I mean, it's it's not looking good now, but you know, maybe somebody can step yeah, in. Yeah, so yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It was like they were like signed to like a what a thirty year contract, weren't they? It, it was yeah. I mean, it was a it, it was a bullshit contract where, uh, you know, of course, you know that contract is not gonna. Well, let's just say this: the contract wasn't you know was vaguely worded for new platforms. Okay, and right. that's pretty much what Tommy Boy is standing on. Okay, uh, the fact that they they have the ability to control the catalog all right for whatever platform is there okay mm-hmm. come on man that's not right okay you i mean because you have plenty right. of artists that are going back to try to get their catalogs i mean fuck it rihanna got her catalog you know what i mean oh wow yeah. chris i heard that chris brown is like one of the illest dudes when it comes to negotiation i heard uh when he walked in he got everything he wants he gets everything that he wants because he's a smart dude 
He has his, you know, he has his catalog. He has, you know, has his music, and you know, he's he's a real smart dude. You know, I'm doing his thing. Um, I just wish that from all the stories that we have seen throughout the years, five heartbeats, mm-hmm. fucking Michael Jackson story, shit, the fucking New Edition story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wish that these kids would realize, like, yo, just because a motherfucker throws a damn million dollars at you. Doesn't mean that you're fucking a millionaire. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because you can buy right, you. you right. I can give you a million dollars cash right here, but if you go outside and you buy a pack of cigarettes or some soda, you're no longer a millionaire. You're a fucking damn thousandaire. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. So you know the point of matter is just being a multi-millionaire and keeping that million dollars going and. You know, I hate that this happened to De La Soul, and I and I get it. You know what I'm saying? Because they prey on young dudes that have you know visions on doing shit, and motherfuckers have been in some real fucked up situations that where they, you know they want to get out of that situation, and they're willing to do anything to get out of that situation. But at the same token, you know, business is straight business. You know what I'm saying? I just wish that people would learn, uh, or these younger groups would learn that you know. Look at the contract, but again, everybody's independent now. So, well, I mean, and, and, and one more thing. I mean, you just got to look at it this way, okay? The minions are not worth your legacy. The legacy is where your money is going to be. That's what's going to keep you going forever. So we're here with our, you know, guest comedian Dink Kearney. Yeah, get a Rachi. Get a Rachi. Get a Rachi. <laughs> okay. And uh, as being a comedian, of course, you want to take a look at a comedic topic today. All right. And one thing that I was thinking about was comedic turning points. Okay. You know, those uh, instances, those comedians or those shows or those movies that were really turning points in the game of comedy. Okay, mm-hmm. so Dink, I mean, when I when I when I say the phrase comedic turning points, mm-hmm. uh, what comes to mind, my man? What comes to mind for me is the internet comedians like mm-hmm. um, Ryan Davis and Country Wayne, especially specifically Country Wayne. Mm-hmm. Country Wayne was a DJ up and coming slash rapper. Okay, um, for what I've been told, and he just started making videos. He wasn't even a comedian. And this cat started making these videos on social media like mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. and he blew up. Then the comedy club started calling. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, he started touring and making a lot of money. But what he did, he set a trend. Mm-hmm. Then he had all these internet comedians yeah. making videos and going viral. Comedy clubs packed, um, I mean, picking them to do shows because they could pack the place. And what that did, it was it became like the internet comedians became like the Uber of comedy. Okay, you know how the Uber changed the yeah, cab industry. Yeah. So what happened, you have comedians that have been in the game 20, 25 years, 15, whatever. And guys like Country Wayne, Ryan Davis, I'm going I'm to use Country Wayne for mm-hmm. this specific. They jumped the line. Country mm-hmm. Wayne sells out every single solitary show. Wow. So here's a man who wasn't even doing comedy, right. decides to make funny videos. In turn becomes a comedian Because the comedy clubs Wants to put him in there Because he can pack the place And sell it out Now Comedian's been in the game 20 years They're like yo What what my shot Yeah yeah. Well what happened With the internet And social media Internet and social media 
when you're a comedian now, they want to know can you how many butts can you yeah. put in the seats? How many asses can you put in the seat? And, so, and of course, the one thing about social media right. is that it, it, it gives you or you automatically see right. what a fan base is. Right. Yeah. You look at all these guys, women, men and women alike, that are making these videos. Most of them are comedians and they pack the damn place. Country Wayne was at Improv not too long ago, a couple months ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sold out all the shows. Wow. This dude went on the internet and said he sold out here like, I'm just, I think he said 45, 50 straight consecutive shows just selling out. Said he made his first million. What he did was was heighten the bar just where comedy club managers are like, hey, hey, Rob, you funny. You real funny. But you can't pack this place. Mm. How many people can you bring to the show? Oh, I can bring 10. They ain't going to work. You might be funnier mm. than Country Wayne, but Country Wayne will sell it out the whole weekend nationally. That's how he changed yeah. the game. That's how cats like them change the game. I know comedians I've worked with, been in the game a long time. When he first started, I said, oh, he ain't that funny. I said, okay. But once, once I learned how this stuff was working, don't matter. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. see, what he did, he he... What they did, what social media did with comedians, they made it where the honest now is on the comedian. You better get some followers, Tico, Dink. Yeah. Y'all about to, y'all about to do something because I don't care how funny you are. If Country Wayne coming here, you either going to open for him. Now, he got his own crew, but you might just host for him, if that. But that's but my point being, when these cats come to town, I don't care how funny you are. You bring an interesting point up about followers, man. I mean, yep. it, it's making a lot of sense that... Uh, club owners is going to start uh, trying to leverage your social media yeah. presence and, you know, judge your uh, viability by that. Absolutely. So, I mean, and, and there's a ton of people on, I mean, you just look at Instagram and Facebook, man, it's a ton of people right. that are doing these funny videos and some of them ain't even comedians, man. Like, you know, to your point, right. um, they whether or not they leverage that into a comedy career remains to be seen, but there's so many people doing videos, man, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, you had cats like King Batch, okay? And uh-huh. King Batch blew up on Vine, okay? He blew yeah, up on eight-second sure yeah. videos, okay? Right. You, you, you had, you know, you got you got cats like, uh, like DC Youngfly, big fan to DC Young Fly, but he blew up on social media making funny L- Lil Duvall did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Lil Duvall did the exact right. same Matter of fact, Lil Duvall was the see people don't remember way back when MySpace was on, he was excuse me, he was doing those videos. Mm-hmm. He falls into that same that same platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give you an example. When I did my comedy special, um I had two comedians on the show, mm-hmm. the host and the and the opener, and then I when I went up. A lot of people were able to see me. At that time, I didn't I didn't recognize how many followers I had. It wasn't until later on I, I sat down with Ty who produced it. Mm-hmm. He said, "Dink, you you got quite a few followers." Oh, shouts out to Ty Bang. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, "Wow!" I said, "Yeah, I do." And as my popularity started growing with Ghetto Rachi and the Looker House, Facebook started picking up. But even saying that, let's say if I'm, when I do my next special, can I probably pack the place where I'm going, wherever I'm going? I would get my my people in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm nowhere at the point where I got, I might could do 200. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not sure. So if someone came to me and said, hey, Ding, man, can you can you pack this place next two, next two nights or one night? I don't know. I might could get some people in there. I could get some people in there, but I can't say I'm at a point where I can, I can pack the place. That's nationwide. I don't care where you, I don't care where you go. But um, with that whole internet thing, 
You got to realize, as being a comedian, uh, me and Ding were talking yesterday, that uh, when you do your stand-up, you're supposed to hit them every eight seconds. They're supposed to laugh. Mm -hmm. Hence why the fucking vines and the the short uh, videos hit you so hard and fast. You get that quick laugh, you get that quick joint, and then you say, oh, well, he's stupid, or she's stupid. She must be hilarious, or he must be hilarious. But the true tale is when you hit that stage. Because you can do, you can be funny online, but, you know, doing that stuff on stage is a whole nother ball game. So, again, as me and Ding were talking, that is the uh, crossroads that I'm in. Because, you know, y'all know me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a silly as shit, but I'm a real private dude. You know what I'm saying? So, me being a private dude and keeping some shit to myself, at this day and time in this industry, I can't do that. Yeah. I have to be funny all the time. I have to do something silly all the time. You got to be on front street. You know what I'm saying? I got to be exactly. Like, yeah. You know, and which if I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth, I got to do that shit funny. You know what I'm saying? If I take a shit, I got to do that shit funny. You know? So it's like you're giving a lot of folks yourself to do this, you know, to be out here and to do that and to get these likes and, and, and to bring people in into the, into the spots, which I understand. I really understand. Being a, if I was a promoter and I didn't know you like that, but I knew you was funny. I, the bottom line is I still got to put people in these seats. Mm-hmm. I still got to do this. And I still got to do that. Um, just hilarious. Uh, she has a very strong uh, social media, you know what I'm saying, following, you know. But when you see her on, you know, and, and she sells out shit because people expect to see that small clip or those small clips of, of whatever she's saying to go all through the night. And as a comedian, you can't, bam, 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 I'm just not going to hit you. Bam, bam, bam. You're just not going to do that all the fucking time. So as you saying, I, I agree with you, the internet has changed the game and comedic. And I'm, and I'm not saying nothing wrong with these young cats because they're using a, a medium. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're freaking it. Kevin Hart, prime example. Prime example. He uses the internet on a constant. You know what I'm saying? Perfectly. Perfectly. He's usually on the constant. And that's why he, now to these younger kids, are bigger than Eddie Murphy. We had Eddie Murphy because we went to the movies to go see him. And we had the videotape to go see him. And we talked about him. So we knew Eddie Murphy. So we'll go and see Eddie Murphy. Saturday Night Live, we go see Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? But, like, these cats now, and, 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 you know, he could bring cats in. And like Dink said, if you don't have uh, a thousand or some odd uh, members, uh, uh, friends or whatever liking you, and they're willing to come see you to put in the seat, which is also a good bargaining chip. Mm -hmm. Because, though, if I'm bringing such and such amount of people in, then you need to, you know what I'm saying, pay me a little extra money. You know what I'm saying? So I I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to decide the joint, just like when DJ Cleave came. Mm -hmm. DJ Cleave, you know, he's a DJ. Internet DJ. Does he do anything special? No. He reminds me of Ron G and all them, you know what I'm saying, all that. But that motherfucker but, got that fire. But he, exactly. but he fucking brings people in. My brother threw a party, and he said, yo, how much you want? 
Cleve was like, yo, a G. My brother thought for a minute, went on his page, looked at his page, see how many folks he had following him and shit. And was like, okay. He said, okay. He said, because Cleve was like, I already got like 100 folks coming. Shit, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, all, that's, all, that's, that, that's, that's his money right there. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you got the likes and you can bring them in the seats, then now you you can you can um correlate that. So I, I get the whole internet thing, but it, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a win. It's a double edged sword type situation, man. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, because with Jess, I've heard comedians say, "Man, I've I've seen it. She used other people's jokes." Mm-hmm. Uh, a comedian showed me that in his car. He said, "Look, Nick, she took this this girl, this woman's joke, verbatim." But the fans don't care. See, one thing I learned about entertainment. When people like you, almost like wrestling, like we talked yeah, about earlier, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we we like our wrestlers, we like them. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in entertainment. People can't call her out on it. Her fan says, so? She said the joke better mm-hmm. because they like her. Interesting. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. And the club promoters, they don't care if she's funny or not because the particular story I'm talking about, the guy said, hey, man, the manager told me to my face, I'm about to pay this woman $10,000. And she wasn't even funny, but she packed the place, right? Wow. Then, then check this out. He said, Dink, he told me how many people was in line. I think he said, because she made like $4,000. So however, however many people was in line, he counted. She made $4,000 extra by people taking pictures with her. So she walked away with $14,000 that night. Now, you take a comedian, I'm going to say, Y'all know y'all remember Shane? Comedian Shane? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. done show him Shane. Shane, cool guy. He a real cool dude. He was one of the reasons why I was able to perform at Gotham in New York City. But anyway, he sat back and he says a lot of stuff like he don't I ain't say he don't think it's right that they I'm not saying he's hating on them for getting their money, but Shane been in the game about 30 years. And Shane is like, some of these cats ain't funny. Yeah. Some of these cats, he's old school. He's like, some of these cats ain't funny. And I just don't see how they do it. And I've heard Shane say this on on his um, social media group on Facebook. I'm, I'm a part of his group. And he said that. And I think he's one of them that's like, shit ain't right. But it's about the money. Times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like I said, like you, you just hit it on the, on the nail. Like I was going to say, times have changed. You know what I'm saying? And with that, you know, if if you don't mind me uh, jumping on to what I think, you yeah, know what I'm saying, ahead, a uh, ahead, uh, 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 comical um, turning point was, or to me, it was Robert Townsend's uh, Partners in Crime. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a okay. Good one. okay. I say that because it was a turning point for African-American comics because... If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, but if I'm not mistaken, I mean, we all have variety shows. Mm-hmm. You know, we all had variety shows. But there was not a variety show like that that put all comedians in some shit. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, it, and especially comedians of color. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Comedians of color. I mean, you had David Allen Greer. Mm-hmm. You had, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. What the, the, the bold, the black, the beautiful. Mm-hmm. That shit was fucking hilarious. You had John Witherspoon. You had, you know what I'm saying, Keenan Ivy Wayne. You had, you know what I'm saying, his brothers. And uh, and you had, uh, what's what's the uh, 
the 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 light skinned chick that was on um uh what's happening now uh, uh Marie Johnson. Johnson yeah yeah Anne-Marie she Johnson. was on she and, was on and there people for and, they forget that she was a comedian, comedian. Yeah, she's yeah. you know what I'm saying and so he had brought all these skits and you get to see all these all this this stuff going on which I thought brought a new vibrant thing towards black uh variety shows for especially living color you know, especially living color. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think living color's whole blueprint was from, you know what I'm saying, Robert Townsend's, you know what I'm yeah. saying, thing. And, and not only that, not only that, I mean, um, you know, partners in crime, you know, the success of partners in crime, think about it, okay? The, like you just said, the uh, success of partners in crime led to Fox taking a chance on in living color. It also led to HBO taking a chance on Death yeah. Comedy Jam. I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. I just thought when you, when you were talking about turning point in comedy, I was going to say Death Comedy Jam. Death Comedy Jam changed the game for a lot of black comedians. It did. Up until that point, they were just stagnant. What a lot of people don't know, when they saw Bernie Mac, because he came out like, that was like 1992 he first came up on there. Yeah. There you go. Bernie had been in the game probably close to 20 years. Exactly. Chris Tucker was up and coming. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll say this about Martin Lawrence, even though he was a host. Martin Lawrence was already doing acting. He was yeah. already been in House Party. He'd already had an episode on what's happening now. He was he was a he was a recurring cast member on what's happening. Yep, now, sure was. And then dropped on do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you know, let me see, Chris Tucker career. Um, Joe Torre, Joe Torre, all uh, those cats. Um, D.L. Hughley, Dave Chappelle. I remember when Dave Chappelle first came out there. But what people don't know, black people weren't feeling Dave Chappelle back then. Wow. That's a, I know it's a different discussion, but they mm. Dave Chappelle, black people weren't feeling him at the time, but. That changed everybody's careers. Yeah. Everybody. Um, some more cats up there I can't think of. Um, I mean, I mean, come it, on. It, Bill, look, Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy. Okay. Uh, Hamburger it's, Jones. Hamburger. See, yeah. what it did, it, it put put them all on the map. And it blew. It blew Chris, to me, Chris Tucker, it really blew him up. Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, I, it did. I think his, I mean, he went into the rush hour thing. He went on Friday. Hmm. I remember him being in the, the Heavy Deep video. Um, I got nothing for love. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah, He's doing the um, centipede. Yeah. He's doing yeah. the centipede in there. But that really changed the game for comedians, a turning point, because all of a sudden you had a lot of black comedians that were on the forefront. Mm-hmm. All those comedians went on to do great things. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was an, that was another because Dear Hickley, I don't even think he was doing comic view then. I hadn't, yeah. No, at the time, I know at the yeah. I'll say this at the time he wasn't, but um, you know, Def Comedy Jam was that platform, okay? Yeah. Because once you know, once once the success of Def Comedy Jam hit, then you had other networks looking to do the same thing. Hence, leading to the creation of comedy, uh, you know, comic yeah. view. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And dear, I'm not dear. Um, D. Militant. Um, he was oh, on yeah, that. Yeah. D. Militant was up there. Yeah, yeah, I talked to him on a regular basis. That's that brother. That's yeah, a, that's a is. genius right he there. He is. He is. He is. Oh wow. Now, my um, and, and it's funny that you mentioned uh, Dave Chappelle. Okay, and especially uh, you know, especially I remember you know that uh, you know that first time of him on Def Comedy Jam, and it was okay. All right. Yep. And, you know, tracing uh, Dave Chappelle's, uh, you know, career, 
you know, after Def Comedy Jam, you know, it was like, okay, it was some really good okay points, okay? You remember when he was in uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Yep. Okay, and yep. gave the militant speech, you yep. know? Yep. Uh, you know, Cheryl Forrest didn't, you know, did, we didn't land in, in Sherwood Forrest. Cheryl Forrest landed on us, you know? Shit, <laughs> fucking damn. When he did, uh, when he did, uh, um, uh, the classic half no, 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 no. Well, half bake was dope. Classic. I'm talking about when he did, um, uh, not the clumps. When he did uh, the joint with, um, jeez, Louise. Not the Martin joint. Not the Martin. He was funny on Martin the Martin joint. But when he did, um, damn, weed is a crazy motherfucker, yo. <laughs> I just totally forgot, yo. Nah, nah, nah. He, yo, he did this joint. Damn, I can't remember the name of that shit. It was right on my motherfucking head. Well, he, didn't he do some shit with Tom Hanks too? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did yeah. some stuff with Tom Hanks. He's yo. As far as I said, okay, I, don't, I forgot what I was getting ready to say, but I sat down and I studied, I studied, I studied his um, his his flow and delivery, and the way that he layered jokes. Fucking genius! Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't front on it. I can't front on it. Him, Seinfeld, and all them cats. I can't, I can't front yeah. on the way that they write jokes. Like I, like they broke it down and wrote it down on the joint. And I was like, yo, that is fucking genius. Yeah, because I mean, uh, you know, even after Half Baked, okay, then you you remember his great HBO special, Killing Me Softly. Okay? Yeah, and that and that really, you know, that really opened people's eyes to Dave Chappelle. Okay, and then came. Comedy Central Chappelle show, okay, which was classic within itself. All right, first season was funny. It, it was really funny. I mean, when we when we were introduced to Clayton Bigsby, okay, right. that was some incredible, incredibly funny, uh, you know, you know, topical and social shit. Okay, however, season two, which season two was. You know, first episode was funny. Second episode, you know, when we got the racial draft, okay? Some really, really, really incredible writing with the racial draft, okay? However, the shit, my comedic turning point moment, okay, was episode four of season two, which was True Hollywood Stories. Rick James. Okay. Yep, Charlie Murphy talking Charlie about Murphy, James. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and and one, you know, it was an incredible story. An incredible story uh, told throughout the extent of the episode, which hadn't been done yeah, on that show. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, it was, you know, the, I mean, we were talking about a, you know, comedic sketch variety show, you know, with multiple topics. Okay. And then we got the Rick James story. Some real shit. Which was real which was one based on some real shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. One. Two, the story took the extent of the episode. Okay? Yeah, right. Three, it intru- if it introduced us to the comedy genius of Charlie, Charlie Murphy. Murphy. Okay, and people, you know, and Charlie had been in the game for over 10 years. I mean, come on, DJ uh, MC Gusto. Yeah, I mean, you you sit here and, and, you know, with that thing, I I am totally motherfucking with you on that, Mm -hmm. that whole day. And you have to realize this, too. With that, spun off a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, drunk history. Ooh, Key and Pill. Key and Pill. Yeah. Uh, what's the other joint where um, uh, the, they do the comedy about the tour buses, about about people being on tour buses, mm-hmm. tour buses story? I heard something about uh, uh, James Brown pulling a gun on Sam yeah. Cooke. Shit like that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? All that stuff, stories that cats will want to hear, yeah. I think spun off from that because yeah. we want to hear those side stories and that was fucking genius you, you're absolutely yeah. right that was yeah. a turning point it was, in, in some comedy shit I mean in, in that whole look the whole second season of Chappelle's show alright gave Comedy Central a blueprint for how they were going to place shows from then on Period. Okay, from Key and Pill, from Carlos Mencina, like you said, from you know, you know, from you know, from junk, Drunk History, hell, hell, from Roast Battle. Okay, mm-hmm. come on, mm-hmm. all right, uh, you know, uh, you know, the 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 blow up for Comedy Central came from Chappelle's show, and it and and then the blow up all started. The blow up all started with episode four dude look i remember i was working at this job right and we uh you know during um during um inclement weather times we would stay in a hotel okay and then go to work right so we all got together we all got together you know we were drinking you know we were playing spades you know nigga shit right and yeah and it just so happens this was the premiere of that episode <laughs> and we were in the lobby okay and we had that shit on all right and we pretty much stopped playing spades all right because that when that came on that shit had everybody you know the minute you know you know the you know the minute the minute uh dave Chappelle came out there as rick james you know he had the rick james outfit on but had some sneakers on right and i was like yo hold my drink bitch i'm rick james bitch you know we were all cracking up cracked up so much okay because remember it used to come on at 10 30 but they used to replay it at 12 30 motherfuckers we stayed up and watched the replay Cause that shit was so damn funny. Yeah, and you brought up the comedic genius of, of Charlie Murphy, man. Like to me, Charlie was always that naturally funny nigga. Like you know, what I'm saying tell a story. Yeah, you exactly. know what I'm saying. But I'm saying like your you, uncle that can sit here and tell you a fucking funny ass story. Exactly, yeah. he was exactly. naturally funny, just like his mannerisms and just the way he spoke and his facial expression. I mean, he was just a naturally funny like like you said. Just yeah. he's just one of them dudes <laughs> that you know what I mean that you would talk to and, and hang out with, and everything that comes out of his mouth is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and that 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 was Charlie Murphy to me, man. It was yeah, more, yeah. more so than even Eddie, just exactly. Charlie Murphy, right. natural, exactly. just naturally hilarious. And dude. that is so dope that you could split them two apart. You know what I'm saying? Because you got what Guy Tory, you got Guy and and Joe, who are two, two, com- two, two completely completely different comedians. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying? You know, but that's a whole other story we talk about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 episode yeah. was fucking unbelievable, and, yeah, that and, and that just you know that just, that set the tone for the like I said, it set the tone for the rest of that season, okay? Because everything was every episode after that episode was trying to top that episode, right? Okay, and the only episode after that that might have topped it 
was the Wayne Brady episode, which was a whole other shit, yo. Wayne Brady got a smack a bitch. (laughs) Hilarious. The Wayne Brady episode was some new level shit, man. That shit was funny, man. Because nobody expected that from Wayne Brady, man. And and you know what? We just got finished talking about somebody being naturally funny. Bruh, that was effortless on Wayne Brady's exactly. part. He wasn't exactly. he wasn't trying. He wasn't, you know what I mean, uh, out of his comfort zone. He was being a straight up nigga, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Brady's a talented dude, man. He don't get his props. He's he really he's a real he talent. I seen him acting. He was in some episode. I forgot what it was, and he was playing hard, and he did yeah. a damn good job. And he's funny. Yeah. He don't he don't get his just do. People think he's they they crack on him like he's some cornball. That dude no, was highly no. talented, man. No, nigga, nigga yeah. please, man. Look, look, I, I, I've been watching Whose Line Is This for 20 years, okay? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Wayne Brady was always the standout on that. Yeah. Still the standout to this day, you know? It, it, incredible, you know? But, yeah, but, but yeah, that's mine, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that one episode of Chappelle's show set the tone. For not just you know not just sketch comedy okay but damn a whole fucking network yeah yeah he he did especially the episode he talking about um they had the white family there he they kept saying nigga yeah oh my god man that oh was god. oh my god oh my god yeah. and, and you know what's funny that's when black people started watching Chappelle black people was not messing with Chappelle prior to Comedy Central when he came uh-huh. up with the Chappelle show black people didn't know who he was man unless you follow comedy yeah. or, or unless you smoke weed or you smoke weed if yeah. you yeah. If you go back, a lot of black people did not know who Dave. Chappelle, they really didn't mess with Dave Chappelle. They didn't know who he was until he came out with two on the. Yeah, I, I would show. say I would say now that there is a a, a certain population of I, I've heard some some black people say, "Nah, I really don't like Dave Chappelle." Yeah, but 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 also a lot of people didn't know who Dave Chappelle was prior right. to Chappelle's show. Not not completely, and then after Chappelle's show jumped off. Then you're going back and looking at old movies and stuff. Oh snap! That right. was Dave Chappelle. Yep. Yep. That was Dave yep. Chappelle and the Nutty Professor. That's that was right, Dave yeah. Chappelle. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so I thought he was he played the Nutty Professor. He was the heckler. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, to your point, yeah, I mean, uh, a, lot I play, of, yeah. a lot of us didn't know. But even right now, you say um, who a lot of black comedians like. A lot of black people I know they don't they don't really say Dave Chappelle. Mm. I say, don't know why, man. That's yeah. I mean, they say Cat. Yeah. Um, it's always Cat. Definitely cat. Someone will say Dave, but a lot of them cats about look cat to me with cat. Cats about the hustle, man. I appreciate the hustle. Yeah. I've always appreciated the hustle. But when it comes to like the downright funny, I mean, I'm sorry. A lot of times I'm not. I'm not swinging with. I'm not swinging with cat. Okay, uh, my thing with Cat Williams, man, is that cat. Let me just preface that by saying Cat Williams is a funny motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 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 I think. What turned a lot of people off is that whole pimp persona with the perms and all that type of shit. That might have turned some people off, but to me, that was just part of. It was just a, a cover. It was part of his. It was part of the act. But if you listen to Cat Williams, man, he is a brilliant, brilliant. comedian. Yeah. Just brilliant. if you listen to him and, and you take your focus off the perms and the rings and the and the crazy outfits and the pimp shit. He is actually brilliant yeah. to me on a Chris Rock level of brilliance. If you listen to, if you really listen to Cat, you know what I mean? That's a funny cat to me, man. You know Yo, what I'm saying? Man, let me tell you, last night, no bullshit. Last night, I was watching um, my wife and kids. My favorite episode is when Cat Williams came to battle fucking uh, Damon Wayne's for their class reunion. 
dude, you talking about, I've seen, I cry. <laughs> I cry. I laugh so hard. I cry every time I see that episode because Cat Williams was so on. He was so on. The shit was fucking, I was like, yo, Bobby Shaw. That's his there name. Bobby Shaw. Yo. I am telling you, yo, Cat Williams, his man. whole mannerism and shit, and the way he spit lines and shit like that right there was fucking unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? And then he was so dope, they brought him back again for episode nine. I think that was the return of Bobby Shaw. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I am totally with you on that. And, and, you, and I think that what turned a lot of folks off is like what turns everybody off. We love you when you're on top. Mm-hmm. But when shit go down, there you go. We'll exactly. push you to the fucking side. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So I think that's another reason why Eddie Murphy just stayed in the motherfucking shadows. Mm-hmm. There's no need for him. You know what I'm saying? Because if he did anything wrong or anything out of the circuit, then he'd be fucking. You know, Martin Lawrence went crazy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle supposed to went crazy. Uh, you know, Cat Williams going crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you see these things, but you know, Cat Williams is a fucking Genius when he's on when when he's on that motherfucker when he's got when that camera's on top of him when the camera's hitting his ass he is on point dog bro yo quake let me ask you man Uh, I know we've been sitting here yipping and yapping man but what what, what's your favorite fucking damn comic uh, turning point bro but see um let me think man Uh, I'm gonna have to take it back a little bit to 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 the uh, early '90s man Mm. and talk about the uh, comedic genius uh, of Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. in his television show. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Um, he had, uh, I mean, just first of all, for him to be, uh, I mean, I think the, the writing was good and, and, and all of that type of stuff. Uh, the, the acting was, was pretty good as far as Martin is concerned, man. Physical comedy, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. The dude was, you know, he was brilliant, man. But I mean, you just saw it on display so much on, on the show, and then he, you had all of these different characters in the whole nine yards, man. And I think, and I think, when you say turn point, I think he spawned a lot of uh, uh, sitcoms and stuff like that. You know what I Yo, mean? No, no, very true, very true. And if I had to make a white comparison to Martin Lawrence, I think about Dick Van Dyke. I think about oh. Tim Conway, especially when it comes to that physical uh, comedy, when it's about the expressions, when it's about the movement, and not about the, you know, not about the vocals, man. I mean, Martin was incredible, and, the, and, and the, you know, and, and, and the Martin show itself was about that, man. It was just, ah. But you got to realize this too, man. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a periodical comic. It was it was our time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, not to, you know shows like The Cosby Show, mm-hmm. uh, In Living Single, mm-hmm. Martin, Different World, Different World. It was all geared to us it, and, and well, that particular time well, and in that time span of, of, of us being that young and and, yeah. and and grabbing that and 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 doing well. That well, well, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Okay. Uh, it was nigger night. 
Okay. Yeah. It was straight NBC. up. Yeah. It was straight up. It was nigga broadcasting. It was nigga night. Okay. <laughs> it was Thursday nights. All right. Uh, Cosby Show was you know Cosby Show was a generation mm-hmm. of us as as kids and as teenagers. Okay. Mm-hmm. A different world was us going off to college. Okay. When a different world you know when a different world ended, you had Martin and you had Living Single. Us as young adults. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then and then to roll. That I mean, and then after uh, Martin and Living Single, it rolled into, and it's not comedy, but it rolled into New York Undercover. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At 10 yes. o'clock. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. Nine, no, remember 9 o'clock because you remember uh, Fox cut off at 10 o'clock. That's right. It was nine, 9 o'clock. So, so, so Martin came on at 8, Living Single, 8.30. And then New York Undercover, and that was just—I mean—and that was hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah. And New York Undercover was hip hop, and it was so comedy too. Because what's the yeah. name? He kept that white shit in the side of his mouth. What's the name? Malik. What's the name? Oh, Malik Yo. Yeah, yeah, man. He oh, kept that. Yeah. He kept that white spit in the yeah. side of his mouth on the fucking concert. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm like, stupid. damn, that nigga got a juicy ass damn side of his mouth and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy as hell. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you, man. Martin changed the. He changed yeah. the way it's supposed to be. I think most people. Um, uh, took that and uh, kind of ran with it. There were mm-hmm. some shows that tried to do the same thing that didn't that didn't work out right. With cats trying to do uh, uh, different types of uh, uh, characters and stuff. I mean, don't get it twisted. Like, okay, I like Rail. I like Rail. Mm-hmm. And when he did his show, his show was sort of. Martin Light. Martin Light. Well, he had did other characters, but his characters weren't strong like mm-hmm. Martin's characters. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, yeah. that's real dressed up like a motherfucking damn old ass pastor. <laughs> yeah. Or that's real dressed like a damn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. that's motherfucking Dragonfire Jones. Yeah. Or that's, my, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, you right. Know? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but also, even when you look at the shows that, you know, that also followed Martin after Martin ended, you know, when, um, you know, when Fox got out of the business of Nigga Night, okay? Left Nigga Night to, uh, to, UPN and, and left WB. nigga night to uh, WB. All right, UPN. You yeah. pick a nigga. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like like the Wayans brothers. Yep, there you okay. go. Yep. I mean, I mean, look. Okay, some of those episodes were funny as hell. Yeah, they were. Okay, they were. Some of those episodes were straight cooning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But but you know but but still gave you know gave cat you know gave cats even then some opportunity. Hell gave John Witherspoon extra life. Yeah, yeah. It did. Playing the same character that he has been playing since motherfucking Boomerang. Yeah. He's like the yeah he's like the male bang, 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 uh, bang. yeah the male <laughs> Jennifer Lewis the same character yeah, yeah, in every exactly. damn. <laughs> Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, nigga, hold up, hold up. Don't you talk bad about Jennifer Lewis? Hey man, Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis, man, but she the same character in every fucking thing she plays, fuck. bro. I don't give a I'm fuck, not talking bad about. I'm just saying that's that's, 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 that's facts, Jennifer, nigga. That's Jennifer Lewis. I love her to death, but she's like she's the same character. Yeah, she like I never thought about it like that. She like your damn auntie. You know what I'm saying? That, that come to come to the cookout, and just talk shit all the time to everybody, mm. just snap on everybody. Smart, you know what I'm but, saying? But look, look, the smart, successful auntie. Oh no doubt. Okay, absolutely. That, you know, you know, you know that's you know that that's going to talk down to you okay however however if you that young dude that's not part of the family and you listen to her talking down to you, the first thing you're thinking is mm, mm, uh, can can we get some time alone <laughs> yeah, Jennifer. yeah. yeah jennifer's kind of bad i know she played um i like jennifer she yeah. played uh 
That'll be Bullock's mama. Oh yeah, when she was, oh my god, oh my god, when she when she was in What's Love got to do yeah. with it. Mm. Yeah, she's a talented species. But yeah, I mean Martin, man. I mean just <laughs> I just just can't say enough about. It. I mean he did he did. I mean we talked about Def Comedy Jam earlier, yeah. man. But here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I gotta say. I gotta say this, man. And y'all can disagree and, and everything like that. Um, on his own, I didn't think Martin was that funny in stand up. No, I just didn't. I mean, I gotta agree with. That, I think man. I think he was uh, he was hilarious on Martin on the TV show. I think on Def Comedy Jam when he was just you know doing the hosting and he did his little bit and then introduced the comedian. Hilarious. I mean, he said some classic stuff. I mean, you know, but on his own. Yeah. No, his but, first his very first special was hilarious. Yeah, I saw Everything that, that followed that was okay, not right. great. Because Run Tell That, I mean, just to keep it real, Run Tell That was not funny. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know? It was just him doing a lot of cussing and, and that was it. Yeah. That don't necessarily make you funny. Exactly. exactly. But I mean, but when when you talk about uh turning points and influence and all that type of stuff, man, there there are sayings and catchphrases and stuff that um, came from that Martin show that people say to this day. Exactly, and I I think uh, I, I even remember people, you know, back in the nineties, you know, were trying to model their relationships after Martin and Gina. You know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. a whole lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I mean, where did the word "boo" come from? I hadn't heard it before the Martin Lawrence show. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> to be no, honest, with about you, it. Just yeah. certain stuff like that, man. And um and uh yeah, I mean Martin Lawrence is my. My uh, comedic turning point. Most man. definitely. I mean, yeah, shit. In life, yeah, as you're right, you know, because you want a chick like Gina. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's down with you, and you know what I'm saying, yeah. and and all that shit. So you're right, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of like gave you a blueprint on exactly how a relationship's supposed to go. Actually, it's kind of funny that you said that, okay? Because you wanted a uh, you wanted a woman, a lady, a fiance like Gina, almost in the same way that you wanted a girlfriend like Sydney from House Party. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Even though it's the same chick playing both characters, man, Sydney was mad yeah, sexy, sexy, bro. But on some bull, but on some on some real shit. Uh-huh. I just heard that uh Tisha Campbell and her man are splitting. Yeah, I heard that. So heard now that. he is stating that she is mentally unstable. That's that's his that's his thing going towards her, which kind of makes a little bit of sense because you know that whole Martin Lawrence and her going through that whole sexual harassment type shit. Yeah. Which, however, however, you know I do what? have to say this, okay? Because okay. I might be the only one in this room, but I was a real, real big fan. Of the real, uh, real husbands of Hollywood. I was a real big fan of that because when Tisha Campbell showed up, with you know, showed up as herself, okay, as the uh, wife of of Shake Martin, mm-hmm. because Dwayne Martin's a shaky motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm sorry, that part feels true as a motherfucker that right, Dwayne right. Martin is a shaky motherfucker right. and been a shaky motherfucker since up all night, <laughs> since up all night with him <laughs> and Morris Chestnut and a and a cute ass Vivica A. Fox. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna y'all not cut you off, but I'm gonna jump back on some shit. Tell mm-hmm. you who's fucking. Bad as shit. Who, 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 who? And you know, everybody was like, Jaina, 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 Jaina. No, I'm always liking the underdog. Fucking Pam. Oh, yeah, man. Pam. Not, yeah. Not yeah, only was yeah. she thick as damn, a damn Bojangles <laughs> biscuit, <laughs> but her fucking 
comedy style and her fucking delivery. Yeah, yeah. She ripped it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Line for line with Martin Lawrence, she yeah, can she go did. toe yeah. to toe with Martin Lawrence. But at the same so, at the same time, who was a better straight man than Tommy Ford, yo? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Tommy yeah. yeah, Tommy Tommy was that joint. You read the story about the whole Martin who 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 he is, right? Like the whole the Martin character mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about a dude in Detroit. It's, a, it's basically like a true story, you know what I'm saying, about this DJ in, in, in Detroit trying to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, make it big or whatever. And he had a friend named Tommy. I can't remember what he said Tommy did, but, yeah, it was based off of that. It wasn't even based off of, like, you know what I'm saying, Martin shit. It was based oh, off, of, off of character oh, I never in Detroit. That, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that neither until I read it. Yeah. Martin's show. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yo, Tico. Yes. Yo, man, you got anything weird for us today? Well, I got a rash on my underarm that's looking kind of weird. Not that oh. weird, motherfucker. Oh, 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 my fault. I'm okay, okay, okay. My bad, my bad. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Three my, my weird, bad. Three weird, nigga. Three weird. My bad. My, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah. Um, in India, mm-hmm. there was a young man who, um, he's seven years old and, uh, he was complaining about his uh, mouth being swole and his uh, teeth were hurting. Mm. So, and he's talking about his jaw. So, they didn't have any money down there, so he went down to the dental college, because you know dental colleges will do your shit for free. I know that because I had that done before. Have you ever been broke? Anyhow. Um, <laughs> so, to, be a, to make a long story short, they found in this seven-year-old boy 526 teeth crammed in his mouth. Uh, five, whoa, 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 whoa. 500 and what? 526 teeth in his mouth. This motherfucker had shark mouth. He had a shark mouth. This, I mean, yo, 526 teeth at seven years old. Wow. So the surgeons had to pull... Each one of those teeth out of his mouth, dude. Wow. And which uh, put it all together when they measured all his teeth together. Uh huh. The reason why his jaw was hurting? Because the bitch weighed seven ounces. Damn. <laughs> his mouth weighed seven his ounces. His mouth weighed seven ounces. How is that even possible? I mean, 526 teeth. teeth, dog. Evidently, he must have drunk a lot of fucking milk. I don't know how the fuck happened to this motherfucker else. I mean, but to have that many fucking teeth, seven. Wow. Now, you know, I'm not talking about this, you know, seven, you still got like baby teeth. No, no, you don't. No, you, do you guys still got baby teeth when you're around seven? Or you, you, yeah, you, you kind of got, you kinda got some. shit's like falling off by that. Yeah. Right? yeah. So every, he had some rows and rows and rows of teeth in his mouth. And, and too bad this is fucking, uh, you know, podcasting. If I could show you a picture of, this, of all the teeth at this, you know, that they pulled out of this dude's mouth, you'd be like, what the hell? I mean, some of them just look like little pebbles. You know what I'm saying? But they were teeth. Wow. 526 teeth. Damn. 
man. That's fucking crazy as hell. Look like a sheep's head in the mouth. Motherfucker, yo. All I know is I'm glad it wasn't a girl because getting hit would be the fucking crazy crazy shit. (laughs) Have you ever seen that? Matter of fact, have you ever seen that movie um, Teeth? (laughs) No. Y'all never seen that movie Teeth? No, sir. Oh, my God. It's about a woman that has teeth in a vagina. Y'all haven't seen that? What? Oh, you know I watch crazy stuff. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Vagina, uh, uh, Vagina dentata. That's what they call it. Vagina. It's a, it's a real. It's a. It's an actual. Um. It's an actual thing where women have like teeth inside their pussy. Don't ever, ever watch ever. a movie with me. <laughs> Let Tico suggest. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know where you're going with this. Oh, what type of porn you should watch, man? Yeah, exactly. Don't just don't do it. But that yeah. wasn't porn. That was like a real story. That wasn't a real story, but I mean, it was a real like thing. But yeah, I watch like crazy porn, and I like to watch like crazy movies. Y'all remember the Marquee? Don't remind us, man. I'm still having nightmares from that shit twenty years later. Yeah. How about Little Donnie, the autistic boy with the big dick? <laughs> so, um, Dick, what do you got coming up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I got a show I got a house show up doing uh, uh-huh. August 31st um, In Wake Forest Then uh-huh. September 27th Doing a show Down in um, Lithonia Lith- I can't even say it. It's in Georgia Lithonia Lithonia I think yeah, it's Lithonia Yeah, yeah Lithonia, yeah. Georgia And um, Also uh, Working on a movie We're doing with Ty Banks um, Horror movie Doing that and we're doing some, some stuff with the Ghetto Rachi. Um, make that a miniseries. We're going to be doing some stuff with oh, that. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, we're doing that. And my book, um, I'm going to republish, and I oh. added another book of short stories that's going to um, come out probably um, later on this year. Yeah, so. tell everyone the name of that book, uh, first book. Oh, the name of the first book is The Sparrow Will Fly. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime, but um, right now they it's going to another publishing company with another book. Uh-huh. So when it comes back out with the other book, I'm going to have a, um, a book signing. Um, take care of that, and for all the people that are listening, they can also check out um, Look at House Comedy Two. That's on, on it's on Two B TV. That's T U B I E. I'm sorry, T U B I TV. They have like 20 million viewers called Two B TV, Amazon Prime, Roku TV, Pandora, Spotify, Title, Google Play. You can catch Look at House Comedy, and then you can also see my comedy special Ghetto Rachi on Amazon Prime and Pandora. And one more thing I want to plug about Liquor House Comedy. It can be seen and heard in over 160 English-speaking countries. Oh, yeah, and it's blowing up. And last week we did the first Liquor House Comedy Festival. And we had, it was a two-day festival, Friday and Saturday. And we had over 300 people to come. Word, 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 word. Tigo? Yes. What do I have going on? Man, what's yes, what bruh. do you have going on yeah, in the next week, man? Well... I'm gonna wash my clothes and I'm gonna do my dishes. Man, throw something at this motherfucker. Oh, 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 oh you mean, oh, you mean, oh, you mean, oh, oh, you talking about some real? Oh, you talking about uh, work? Yeah, shit. man. Yeah. Oh well, since my day job, I'm a <laughs> teacher's assistant, and I don't go to school till the 26th. I'll be doing shows in my house. Um, <clears throat> I'm joking. Um, catch me on the 14th at uh, Paris Lounge. Wilding out in North Carolina. Matter of fact, you can catch me tonight. Um, going to the meet and greet tonight at the Paris Lounge. Um, you know, say, hey, how do you do? Come see me. Shake my hand. Take a picture. I won't charge you yet. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm doing that. Um, still doing stand-up. Still doing these open mics. Busting it out. Trying to get my shit together. And um, so Dink would be like, yeah, man. Let me put you down. 
And I'd be like, yeah, Dink, put me down. And then he'd be like, yeah, I got you. I'm going to put you down. And I'd be like, yeah, but how much is it? And then he's going to be like, it's going to be about this much. And I'd be like, nah, got to be a little bit more. He'd be like, nah, and take your ass on somewhere. And I'd be like, all right, I'll do it. But that's how I'm, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's my plan. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just doing that. And, you know, we're still doing the podcast thing around here. Um, you know, uh, just, you know, trying to make a million. Right now, I'm just 999,000 short. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, tonight being August tenth, if we were live. Oh yeah, um, we were live. Yeah, August tenth, um, as it were. But oh. we're 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 working on that too. Yeah, you know. Um, so I mean, yeah, man, you know. Hey, man, man, man. That's some that's some big stuff coming up, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, man. I'm I'm very excited about what's going down. I um. Why he sound like he a guest? I I, I just um, um I, I just what the uh. Fuck is wrong with this guy? Crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I just heard that the uh, show is sold out. Ooh, oh, nice. Yes, nice. Yes, yes, nice. So yes, it's yes, sold nice. out. So best believe that I'm going to cut the fool. And um, yeah, yeah, if you know me, then you know me. Then you're going to have a good time. Lord. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm the star, but I'm the star. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 do, you do know that uh, people that are listening are gonna be jaw dropped when they hear this nigga's an assistant teacher. Yeah, I know. You man. know, like, uh, yeah, 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 isn't that something? It, this they, they let this nigga in the education system. This motherfucker's responsible for kids. Facts. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta understand, wow. I deal with behavior kids. These even motherfuckers, worse. these motherfuckers are bad. How, how is that better, Tico? Even worse, man. Because it's like, yo, they say, "Hey, Mister Tico." How you doing? I'm like, fine. They're like, I love you. I said, I love you too, man. You are all right. You going to have a good day? Yeah, we're going to have a good day. Then 10 minutes later, fuck you, Mr. Tico. <laughs> <laughs> what? I hope your fucking, I hope your mama died. God, <laughs> die. I'm like, dang, you, you don't even know my mama like that. Why, 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 why you say that? They hurt my fucking feelings and shit. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm in, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love boy. the kids. I'm like Wu-Tang. Oh, wow. I might talk shit, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm there for Yo, Dink, Dink Kearney, thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you for coming through again, my man. You're very welcome, and thanks for having me, man. This is a great podcast, great show. I love it, man. Um, the topics y'all cover is just phenomenal. So I'm just thankful to you know to be called back on this show, man. Yeah, man look, we appreciate you coming through. Yep. Uh, yo, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Okay, uh, you know that that was once again straight to tape. Uh, as always. Man, y'all, come on, man. Like, share, subscribe, okay? All that you good know, stuff. We, yeah, we're trying to put in some work here. You know, we have, we're on all of our podcasting platforms, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Radio Public. Radio uh, Public. We are Apple Podcast Apple certified. Pod. Don't forget, we're streaming. Yes. We are streaming on a Spotify as well. So, you know, if you're down with Spotify, you can catch us there. Mm-hmm. Don't forget our social media platforms as well follow us on s2t on the air mm. uh, f- uh follow us on uh ig straight to tape and i'm gonna say this one more time like our damn facebook page yeah. all right straight, to, straight tape. to tape you know roman numeral two Yo, straight I, to tape and look i want to thank those who are new to the straight to tape family those yeah. who have liked us on facebook Thank you. We got a lot of things coming. A lot of things coming. You know. You know, coming in the fall. Okay. Yep. Yo, ride with us. You know. Trust me, guys. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna I'm be fun. Man. Up. <laughs> on the rough side.
on the mountain. <laughs> Who the hell let the gate open? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y, who is on assignment this week. We miss you. We do miss you, mom. Be back with us. Be strong. To the, I mean, well, for the social media assassin, Rob <laughs> Barron. Yeah, man. And for the comedian Tico, aka Tico de Gallo. Ring a ling a ling. It's cool, better ring. Shaba. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I am C. Perry Elysia II. And as always, as I leave you, Let's get active. We out.